The following program is intended for mature audiences. Welcome to the podcast. This is Rudy's Revelation. Sunday, December 26, 2021. Merry Christmas. This week I'll be talking about stigmatization and how it's used as a tactic and its effects on the polity. Also be talking back to the Sunday Talking Heads on CBS Face the Nation where Vice President Hamilton Harris sits down with Margaret Brennan in an unsubstantial or inabstantial conversation. Hamilton blathers on about getting vaccines and maternal health, even though she isn't even a mother. We'll also be checking out Sunday Morning Propaganda at our favorite feel-good feature news program, CBS Sunday Morning, where correspondent Mo Rocca talks about Ludwig van Beethoven's masterwork, The Ninth Symphony, and its optimistic final movement, Ode to Joy, and briefly and honestly admits that the symphony is about struggles for freedom and liberty in the 19th century, early 19th century. Also be tearing into the Sunday New York Times, showing how the newspaper continually mischaracterizes facts to mislead the public. Also be going over the weekend headlines. And I'll be taking you back to school, giving you some historical context to frame this week's news narratives. First, the word of the day, stigmatize. To describe or identify in opprobrious terms. Or in other words, um, this is from Wordnik, to characterize or brand as disgraceful or ignominious. Stigmatize this is from the Cambridge Dictionary, to treat someone or something unfairly by disapproving of him, her, or it. This is an article from the Daily Caller. And this article is by Kendall Tights from November 12th, 2021. University professor's book aims to destigmatize pedophilia because there's no immorality in being attracted to children sexually. Well, we would beg to differ with that. And this is from Thought Company Stigma Notes on the Management of Spoiled Identity. And this is an article by Ashley Crossman, uh, updated in 2019. Stigma Notes on the Management of a Spoiled Identity is a book written by sociologist Irving Goffman in 1963 about the idea of stigma and what it would be like to, uh, to be a stigmatized person. Well, everybody knows that on some level. Is a look into the world of people considered abnormal by society. Stigmatization 
or stigmatized people are those that do not have full social acceptance and are constantly striving to adjust their social identities, physically deformed people, mental patients, drug addicts, prostitutes, and the unvaccinated. Less than 3% of you people read books. And the books we're talking about, the book uh, in particular, is Stigma, Notes of the Management of a Spoiled Identity from Irving Goffman. And uh, it says here that the stigma, the book, is an illuminating excursion into the situation of persons who are unable to conform to standards that societies call normal. Disqualified from full social acceptance, they are stigmatized individuals, physically deformed people, ex-mental patients, drug addicts, prostitutes, or those ostracized for other reasons, including being unvaccinated, must constantly strive to adjust their precarious social identities. Into the headlines from the week, this is from Politico, Big Tech's next monopoly game, Building the Car of the Future. Now, I just wanted to touch on this article really briefly, and it says here, from self-driving technology to entertainment and search, Google, Apple, and Amazon are trying to gain exclusive access to your vehicle. It it won't be your vehicle. uh, All the papers are out there that it's all going to be Uber-type services, and it's going to be referred to as a car or a carriage because the word car comes from carriage, and it will no longer be referred to as an automobile. This is from the Washington Post. Anger over mask mandates and other COVID rules spurs states to curb power of public health officials. It's an article from Saturday, Amy Goldstein. Next article up is the Times of Israel, UK agency Pfizer's booster's ability to prevent symptomatic COVID wanes within weeks. Data shows third shot 70% effective in preventing illness after two weeks, but only 45% after 10 weeks. Moderna seems to offer more durable protection, staying at 70% after 10 weeks. Wow, 10 weeks. From the Daily Mail, anti-vaxxer, of course from the Daily Mail, anti-vaxxer Candace Owens says Donald Trump only got a COVID boosters and defended vaccines because he's too old to use the Internet and read online testimony against the shots. Now, if anybody saw the interview, you'll see that Candace Owens is just a reasonable person and maybe not an anti-vaxxer as much as she is anti-COVID vaccination or mRNA. Like most of us uh, know that it's experimental technology and we don't know any long-term effects, if any. Um, And Donald Trump here, first of all, he's pushing for the pharmaceutical companies. You know, good for him, but he still says you only need the shot. You can, you know... If you want the shot, you can have it, and he's promoting it because politically, folks, just listen to me. For Politically, you can't win a presidential election by alienating what is over 60% of the country. So you'll never win election by pandering to non-vaxxers, which I am one. But you can't win that way. So politically, it would be stupid to cater to the anti-vax or, uh, you know, pro-choice people. New York Post, Oregon dad claims let's go Brandon during NORAD call was a joke. Um, if it, everybody's probably seen this already. It's already taken off. The video's been taken down. Um, this guy calls in um, to Joe Biden and Jill Biden, who are playing Santa, I guess, at the NORAD, the, something they do every year for Christmas at NORAD. And uh, they take calls from children. And this guy got onto the phone after his kid called in and said, let's go, Brandon. And the president agreed. He said, yeah, let's go, Brandon. It's just 
it's just a joke. A Thomson Reuters Foundation News judge orders New York Times to return Project Veritas internal memos. So the FBI raided uh, Project Veritas and then leaked the material to the New York Times. And, of course, Reuters just says, well, the New York Times has to return it, but they don't have to divulge where they got it from. But we all know. From the South China Morning Post, China's well-oiled military machines launches three warships in one day, two vessels destined for Thailand and Pakistan, while a third built to bolster the PLL fleet, PLA fleet, that's a, a People's Liberation Army. I wish the People's Liberation Army would liberate the people of China. <laughs> Chinese naval, Chinese Navy still needs to fill skill gap to make the most of its new equipment, analyst says. Well, whatever. They're in a military buildup, so that's all we have to worry about. The Hill, thousands of Russian troops withdrawing from Ukraine border. So this is from uh, Christmas, December 25th. This is the New York Times is still reporting uh, hostile aggression. The Russians are about to invade. And here we have from the Hill, thousands of tr Russian troops withdrawing from Ukraine border. And they go into the stories like after a month long exercise near the border, they're withdrawing troops. Militaries always do this. They mass troops on the border and then they call them back. And it's it's a sign of strength. You know, it's also a military exercise. Um, you know, it's a game they play. It's uh, brinkmanship. From the New York Post, ex-Harvard professor Charles Lieber convicted of lying about China ties. This is a big story that the mainstream media mostly ignored. This is the biotechnology department head of Harvard, Charles Lieber, was, wait for it now, was conspiring with the Chinese government. So he was taking money from China, and the reason he was taking money from China was to give them information, which he was doing, and he happened to be working on nanotechnology, which is in the vaccines. Um, all this is very suspect, and this should be all always be kept front of mind when looking at any news. It's about espionage. What do intelligence agencies, what are they doing? What information are they trying to obtain? And that will paint a clearer picture for you to what, you know, governments and the people who control the intelligence agencies, which are the elite, um, the power elite, the wicked, you can call them whatever you want, but the intelligence they are seeking is what you need to focus on because that is what they're dealing with. And right now they're dealing with biotechnology and using it against populations. From the Daily Beast, Bill O'Reilly, I had to console Trump after MAGA fans booed him for getting vaccine booster. Of course, they will boo him because that's the reality of most of his fans, not all of his fans. Some people got the vaccine anyway, but I don't know why Donald Trump is touring with Bill O'Reilly. Everybody hates this guy. I mean, don't forget, he got, he got accused also of um, sexual misconduct. From Politico, coronavirus, Boston mayor lines up vaccine mandates amid pushback from city workers. I wish we were taking these actions faster. Mayor Michelle Wu, speaking of Chinese, um, it's free choice. And it doesn't, you know, if it was airborne, airborne Ebola and people were just falling out of their houses dying, people would have a different perception of government mandates for vaccines and stuff and 
at that point, you wouldn't have to mandate vaccines. Everybody would be, you know, if I don't get vaccinated, I'm going to die. But that's not the reality. If you don't get vaccinated, you're not going to die. I mean, you could die either way, but it's not because you didn't get vaccinated. From the Associated Press, Chicago to require proof of vaccination at restaurants, bars. Michelle Wu. From Bloomberg, U.S. hospitals pushed to financial ruin as nurses quit during pandemic. Do they quit or are they getting pushed out because of mandates? The information I have is because they're getting pushed out because of mandates, and a lot of states, including New York, consider that quitting. If you don't meet uh, work requirements at your place of employment, that's considered quitting, even if they're pressuring you to get an untested uh new vaccine technology. Back to Politico, Alex Jones sues January 6th committee indicates plans to plead the fifth. In a lawsuit, Jones says he intends to assert the Fifth Amendment rights against self-incrimination. They're going to make it sound like that's guilty. You know, as far as I'm concerned, uh, he's answering the subpoena. This This is a show trial, and it's disgusting that she even it should even be taking place because it's not bipartisan. They make it bipartisan by putting Liz Cheney up there. I mean, give me a break. People have to realize it's not left and right as much as it's establishment, anti-establishment. And establishment at this point just means fascism, which means they are cooperating or or bought off or corrupted by um, corporate power. Because that's who's running the show, corporate power, if you didn't know. And the people that own these corporations, they make the decisions. Uh, through their proxies on the board, but whatever. Associated Press, Pentagon issues rules aimed at stopping rise of extremism. And this is another article from the December 20, 2021 by Lolito Baldor. Um, this guy is a traitor against America. It's just ridiculous. Warning that extremism in the ranks is increasing. Pentagon officials issued detailed new rules Monday prohibiting Service members from actively engaging in extremist activities. What does that mean? Posting conservative memes? That's what they're talking about. They're not talking about extremism. As soon as you label dissent extremism, you know, and that's what I'm talking about, why I brought up stigmatization, stigmatizing Republicans, stigmatizing conservatism, stigmatizing non-vaxxers, stigmatizing, um, you know, anybody that doesn't, conform to progressive ideology and they owe us domestic violent extremism particularly among veterans well we knew this because they killed uh chris kyle Uh, it just you have to look at it as as centers of power protecting themselves and center centers of power gaining trying to gain power and trying to protect their power that's the only thing it is and Right now, we're talking about corporate global power. So to uh, just tear into the New York Times, uh, first article up in China, bragging about your wealth can get you censored online posts by users showing off the receipts over ordering food or scattering money have been deemed vulgar. And so, and the New York Times sort of agrees with it, but they make it seem like progressive or socialist, like these are rich people online, um, you know, boasting about their wealth. It's really not. It's about middle income, lower or middle income people, um, you know, just like uh, ghetto thugs do, you know, you floss with, with your 
with your gold and you show off your wealth and stuff and it seems as vulgar, but these are really people that don't have money. <laughs> you don't see Warren Buffett laying on a bed of cash, do you? I mean, this isn't, it's not even realistic. It's just, again, picking at the, the middleman, the middle America, uh, even in China, the person that has a little wealth is excited about it and, you know, puts it on his bed or whatever. I remember the first time I got paid in cash, it was a couple hundred dollars. Um, I, I fanned it all out. You know, when I was, whatever, 16, 17. The unvaccinated in U.S. remain defiant. This is an article by Jack Healy, Noah Weiland, and Richard Fawcett, December 25th, on Christmas, as a fast-spreading new strain of coronavirus swarms across the country. Hospitals in Ohio running low on beds and staff recently took out a full-page newspaper advertisement pleading with the unvaccinated to finally get the shot at Red Simply Help. All right, let's get to the news part. In the year since the first shots began to go into arms, opposition to vaccines has hardened from skepticisms and wariness into something approaching the article of faith for the approximately 39 million American adults who have yet to sit get, uh, get a single dose. Okay, here's the stigmatization. Now, health experts say that roughly 50% of adult population that remains stubbornly unvaccinated is at greater risk of severe illness and death from the Omicron variant and could over... could and could overwhelm hospitals that are already brimming with COVID patients. In Cleveland, where Omicron cases are soaring, a hospital unit of the Cleveland Clinic that provides life support to the sickest patients is already completely full. I don't doubt that, but people with the vaccination are getting sick. What do you want from me? (laughs) I mean, it doesn't prevent you from getting it. You know, if it does, it has apparently less than months of effectiveness. Within weeks, it starts to wane, and within a couple months, I mean, to judge it over the summer, that doesn't count. So it doesn't prevent you from getting sick. It doesn't prevent you from getting the disease. doesn't prevent you from spreading it. Why would I take that? (laughs) And it's an experimental technology with nanotech in it, sometimes inorganic nanotech. (laughs) We don't know what's going to happen to these people in three, five, ten years. I mean, please. And then they're going to come down with some inexplicable illness, the Gulf War Syndrome. All right, so we leave you with the New York Times with the um, op-ed, and they have these little short op-ed pieces that I couldn't even find the articles for, so it's just like right in the paper here. And I just wanted to look at Michelle Goldberg, has the left gone wrong, obviously. And they have these little short things here just to poke uh to poke at news um, stories and whatnot. Uh, Where's the other one? I think it was on um, Havana Syndrome. Is Havana Syndrome real? Now, everybody has come to the conclusion this is a, a direct energy weapon. You know, and then she brings up Lyme disease. This year, BuzzFeed News obtained a declassified report completed by the State Department in 2008, which concluded some of the victims may have reacted to, of all other things, the chirp of the Indies short-tail cricket. So they are dissuade, at least Alina Saavedra Buckley is trying to dissuade you that directed energy weapons don't exist. And why are they trying to do this? Because apparently the nanotechnology that Charles Lieber was working on, the inorganic nanotechnology, uh, the study Charles Lieber was doing is that um, uh, vibrational frequencies 
how they affect nanotechnology. So they inject this nanotechnology into you. Uh, the nanotechnology is an adjuvant, which is the contaminant in the vaccine. So to, to most people, it should be inert. But in any case, the nanotechnology reacts with the frequency. That That's the studies he was doing. So what happens with, let's say we bring in 5G or any other directed frequency and we're able to manipulate people with it? Is that is that out of the realm of possibility? I don't think so. All right, so we're going to leave you with the talking heads. First up, Kamala Harris. All she does is talk about getting the Frivigan vaccine. She's so fake. She's so inauthentic. These are all scripted. It's all edited. So I just put in the the point where she got to get the vaccine. I didn't put in the part where she's talking about maternal health. Like, that's her big point, her issue. Um, She didn't substantively answer any questions or give any kind of direction of what she's actually doing. Get the booster shot. Everyone has to get vaccinated. But let's not forget our individual power to actually do something about it. Everyone has to get vaccinated. What? The vaccines are free, they are safe, and they'll save your life. Get the booster shot. What? Against Omicron, it almost guarantees... When can you tell the American people this will end? What I can say is that we have the power today to go out and if you've not been boosted, go get boosted. What? The power today to go and get vaccinated. No! Is it the fault of the unvaccinated? You idiot! It is no one's fault that that this virus hit our shores or hit the world. I would not blame it on anyone in that way. But it is more about individual power and responsibility, and it's about the the decisions that everyone has the choice to make, no doubt. Mm -hmm. But it is clear that everyone has the ability to make a choice to save their lives. (laughs) I mean, and to prevent hospitalization if they get vaccinated and if they get the booster. And so I urge people to do that Ah! as you come to the end of this first year. What do you Mm -hmm. think your biggest failure has been at this point? (laughs) (laughs) To not get out of D.C. more. (laughs) I mean, uh, and I actually mean that sincerely. Get the booster shot. Everyone has to get vaccinated. (laughs) I mean... Is it the fault of the unvaccinated? (laughs) Is it? We're all stigmatized. Is it the fault of the unvaccinated? She keep pushing that line. And, and and Kamala Harris was trying to appeal to individualism and to individualists out there. We all have a personal, on all the conservatives, we all have a personal responsibility to get vaccinated. Everyone's got to get vaccinated. Well, don't tell me I have to get vaccinated. That's not an individual choice. Of course it's a choice. If you're talking about the right thing to do, I'll determine what the right thing to do is. You want to try to convince me you're not doing a very good job. Okay, I'm going to leave you with Beethoven, and then we're out. So Moraka just proves that uh, Beethoven's last uh, major symphony, the Ninth Symphony, particularly the Ode for Joy movement, is about the battle for liberation that was going on at the end of the 18th and the beginning of the 19th century. And that includes the revolution in Haiti and the American Revolution and the French Revolution. 
just not in Prussia. But Beethoven wasn't through just yet. Passionately political all his life, he adapted the Friedrich Schiller poem, Ode to Joy, a revolutionary call for freedom. By the time Beethoven wrote the Ninth Symphony, Vienna was a police state, and it's amazing to me that everybody knew what the Ode to Joy was about. It was about the revolutionary period. Beethoven was tapping into all that to keep the dream of freedom alive in a bad time. All right, that's it for me. We'll see you next week. Big changes coming up next year. Got to change some stuff with the podcast and uh, try some new things. So we'll see you next week. Don't forget to comment, like, subscribe, and check me out. Facebook, Twitter, Mines, Parlor, and Locals. Ruse Revelation. See you next week.